Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody can get it, no limit We get to kill it, you tuning it to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic, even the random Niggas I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room That's it, that's all I got to say What's up y'all, it's your boy, Hilliard Guest yeah, that's right. I was cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so great. And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street. What? We keep it opinionated. Uh-huh. We keep it what? 2015. What's yeah. up, people? See, our guests looking at, the, looking at us like, y'all know all them numbers? <laughs> we, we can count high. Okay. Like, no, you guys are tight. You know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm, I'm about, about to ruin, ruin the image and the style, style that, that you're used to. to. What? You look funny. <laughs> oh. Oh, you we never know. Do, we about to do Humpty Hump dance right now. You never know. See, we about to break we just out. Break out of some shit. Oh you know, my! You know my ringtone is "I Get Around." Is it really? Oh, oh shut up! Oh. oh my god! First song I bought on uh, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Kiss you back. Oh, I okay. kiss you, then do what you, you kiss like. me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do what you like. That was good music back then, y'all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for y'all, for y'all kids out there, that was for y'all. You know what I mean? Some of y'all old heads, like we are. I know I am. She don't like to say she old. What head. you talking about? I'm a professional, 27 year old. <laughs> I got a PhD in 27ism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know how we do it on the Rant Room. <laughs> Again, on this show, we discuss entertainment, mm-hmm. TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, mm-hmm. stories, craft, and what else? Shit, Shit like, like that. that. That's yes. Like <laughs> yes. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> I wish people could see what yeah, I see. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? People always ask us to film this shit. I'm like, if we film it, it's no. going to be boring. Because then we're going to be conscious and worried about, Keep you know. Oh, at least you set your game up this week. I mean, last time I was I here, we had like, <laughs> we had salad dressing packet mix. Look. <laughs> You know what, Shuttle, Shuttle, check it out. You, you know how you get them, uh, people giving them big gift baskets? Yes. It's got all that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It, it looked really nice, though. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, I'll take a little of these chocolate things here. I'll take some of these crackers and this dip or whatever it was. Because mm-hmm. I, I was rushing to get here. And I just so happened. Anyway, long story short. Usually I bring some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a spread. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I have I more shit than this. Right, yeah. right. Anyway, she keep getting on me for bringing me my little cookies and stuff like that. So, you know. Well, we're trying to eat healthy. And then I thought, you know what? I just give taste, up. But then I give up. I give up. I bring all that fruit. Half I don't try even one of them. I do. Bitch. Usually I eat the straw. I'm just not, you know what? I'm not a melon person. You I got, am a you melon got cantaloupes. You know Can you get you some melons? You've so got. I'm not a melon. I'm not a melon person. Oh, here we go. Like, this is worse than Oh, I think we got to open it too. It's the texture. It's the texture. This is worse. Than the candy it's the, mush, it's the, it's the mushy it. texture. We can't do it. it is. Anyhow. So anyway, y'all see how we doing on the rant room. We're going to be hella silly today. <laughs> so you guys hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. Hey. We call her the street nerdist with a T. With the T. Like she a pimp. A capital T. Like a pimp. Like a pimp. <laughs> Techno pimp. <laughs> Pimp. That's my song by Joy. Like I was going on the block, like, exactly. where my money? Where my money? Exactly. <laughs> so that's my girl, Lisa Bolacaz, mm-hmm. you guys. We call her the street nerdist. And um, I am your host, Hilliard Guest. Yes, right. So you know what? If you're grown, let's get it in. So we got my girl, my new sis, mm-hmm. my home team, my road dog. <laughs> How many and a Canadian. And oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll give her one of them. You I know. love that. She, she don't even say the A's and all that stuff. She's too cool for that. 
Do you? Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't live where you guys I, you do You know, that. every once in a while, I'll slip in and in. You? Um, <laughs> You've been Americanized, haven't you? I, you know, exactly. I always used to speak proper. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> so we got my girl, Shernold. I can always go struck on your name, Shernold Orn. Shernold Edwards. Yes. Shernold. God, I Shernold thought my Edwards. name was hard. I love that name. Isn't that cute? Thank you. I'm gonna steal it from him. If you see it in a short story. Anytime soon, uh, don't yell That's at me. <laughs> I'll give you two dollars for the name. I'm going to use that name. I love it. I think I'm I love the only it. one. Yeah, you probably are. That's yeah. why it's such a unique name. I thought. Well, oh, try Hilliard that. Guess. There is not another on the planet, Jack. Very and thank God. There's other pimps in the world like me. <laughs> so y'all hear us. We got my girl, Shernold Edwards, you guys, writer, producer. And I got to say, just so y'all don't know, y'all need to be looking this up right now. Put it on IMDb. While you're at it, Google the bitch. Okay, mm-hmm. Google the bitch. Okay. <laughs> 2015 NAACP Image Award winner for Outstanding Writing in a Television Movie or Miniseries. Okay. Mm-hmm. You better get it, girl. Okay. You better get it, okay. girl. That was, that was an honor. It was. Yeah, that was big. Well, let's get into that right yes. quick. Let's all talk right. about that right quick. All right. How did it all happen for you? Uh, 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 let's talk about the movie, first of all. Okay. It was, um, um, I always go blank on that damn movie for some reason. A Day Late and a Dollar. Come on now, Tara McMillan. Here. We got her here, don't we? I should just have her just say what You it know, is. really, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> and, and if, Wait, if I, you want to hear Googling. A... I'm like, uh, but she, she right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sharna, Do you see what technology has done to us people? The people right in the room with you, but we turn to our little pieces like, let me look. I'm like, she's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but look, since we're here, let's just go ahead and start with this one first, since we're here. Um, let's tell the kids about that and how it all came about for you. Um, right. Okay. A uh, novel by Tara McMillan. Mm-hmm. And um, as you guys said, yes, I am Canadian. So I was trying to sort of dip my toe in the industry down here. Mm-hmm. And it was my third year coming down here legally. Um, <laughs> See, look at that. And, and trying to... Uh, Basically, she came five, six more times by herself. <laughs> Just snuck in. For that visa expired. Yeah. Like, you know what? Exactly. I'm going to make this movie okay, and bounce. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was trying to get into that upstream uh, salmon swim of staffing, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out that year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a sample that just wasn't uh, very popular, which I'm sure we'll come back to. It was um, kind of a cable piece about a dysfunctional black family. Mm-hmm. And all the shows coming out that year were just, you know, superhero shows mm-hmm. and robot shows. And so, you know, the sample has to fit. That's true. Girl, just turn into a dysfunctional black robot family. You in there. <laughs> That's my next sample. Okay. That's my next script. <laughs> so I didn't get a lot of traction that year with, with that script, which was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after staffing season, um, my agent called me and said, you know, well, we have a client here who's adapting a Terry McMillan movie. Mm. Uh, Terry Mc- Mc- um, sorry. Looking for a writer to adapt a Terry McMillan novel mm-hmm. into a script for mm-hmm. a lifetime. And he'd like to meet with you because he read your sample. And I was like, oh, okay, that's exciting. And it turns out that the novel is about a dysfunctional black family. Black family. Black family. Uh-huh. So it wasn't that big of a right, stretch. Right. To, you know. Had you read Terry Mellon's books prior to this? I had. I'd read a bunch of them. I hadn't mm-hmm. read this one mm-hmm. in particular. But um, so then I got the book and I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, why can I hear my mother's voice in this? Oh, right, right, you know, right, one of right, those situations. Right. So, and it was also at that point where, you know, some, you know, if people are lucky, you'll get to this point. If you even get into it enough to get to this point, it's just like, oh, staffing season's over. 
you know, I whatever. I don't care. So I'm just going to go to this meeting and say whatever I want. Right. <laughs> and, so you get free and, and, and you, yeah, get, you get you get brave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing to lose. Fuck it. I'm coming in here. Yeah. And then and that's usually what and then that you get makes it. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in and it was like the last was May and I was all sad about it. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go to this meeting and, mm-hmm. you know, pitch myself. <laughs> And um, and the producer told me he's like, oh, we're, we're looking at playwrights, you know, we're looking at like Lynn, Lynn Nottage for this, and I was like, yeah, MacArthur, yeah. I love Lynn Nottage. Right. And I've seen a couple of her plays in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I said, yes, you could go with Lynn Nottage, right? If you want a screenplay that looks like a stage play, right? Because <laughs> I don't know how experienced Lynn is. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go into Lynn's theater and say, you no, know, here's my, you know my stage play. Right. I said, so you could do that and you would get a script eventually mm-hmm. and it'd probably be very good or you could go with me and get your script now. Okay. She and sold herself. That's production. what I'm talking about. You better right. get it, girl. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's because I was already broken down. From <laughs> and I love the fact that, that even though they were mentioning another writer, you were mm-hmm. respectful enough like, yeah, this writer's got skills yeah. too, but sure. this is what I have to yeah. bring to the table. I love that. Like mm-hmm. Susan Laurie Parks. I was like, Susan Laurie Parks is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is a mainstream you're trying to make a mainstream exactly. movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and then I went home thinking I'd never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my agent says, like, oh, you got the job. Mm-hmm. Which was, um, it was also a bit of, of luck as well because, you know, you need the in with your agent to sort of just get on the pile. Right. But, you know, the agency wants somebody to get it so you don't know how big the pile is. Mm-hmm. And apparently this pile was like, steep wow. you know so wow. you know they got to my script in the pile and his reader started laughing and he was like what's that you're actually enjoying yourself give me that script <laughs> you're having too much fun over there reading what is that <laughs> so so that's how that happened mm-hmm. and then i went into lifetime and i pitched my take mm-hmm. on the movie and i don't really remember it because i was so sick and i was on so many Aww. like tylenol and wow. like pain but it, i think it went well mm-hmm. because they were like here's here you go you get the movie um, so that was good. And then it took, a, it took a while to write. Mm-hmm. Um, my exec producer was also the director mm-hmm. and he has a very particular way of doing things and has a lot of experience in television movies. Mm-hmm. So who was your director so, for it? His name is Stephen Tolkien. Okay. And uh, he ended up yeah directing the movies, done a bunch of other things for Lifetime and, uh, just very specific and so, you know, we worked rather closely mm-hmm. off the, well, off the, well, the first outline I wrote on my own and, oh, sorry, this is turning into a conversation about adaptation. Hey, no, no, it's good. no, this is no. good to know. Yeah. The first outline I wrote on my own because, um, you know, this was my first gig here mm-hmm. and it gave me my work permit, so I didn't want mm-hmm. to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's Terry. So I was like, look, I just got to, you know. Just stick to what Terry mm-hmm. wrote. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst outline I've ever turned in really? in my life. Because the novel itself, I love if you that read honesty. it, yeah. 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 It's like, it was actually, we had a seven hour meeting about how awful it was. What? Yeah. And like, how, did they at least give you some food in the seven hours you was in there? <laughs> well, yeah, no, we started in his kitchen. They took me out to lunch and told me how Oh, thank God. Because at, at least you had some food, oh, some comfort yeah. food to help yeah. you. Well, then everybody in the restaurant heard how awful it was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then we went back to his house to, talk, oh. to continue discussing how awful it was. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, what specific, you said it was awful, but what specifically to you, what was it? Was it, what was it in the writing that you felt was awful? I'll tell you, it was because I wanted to stick as closely to the novel as possible. Um, mm-hmm. But the novel, if you read it, it's all literally people sitting in their chairs 
thinking about what happened to them in the past. Ah, interesting. And they're thinking about this experience that they mm-hmm. had, and they're, you know, and it's a lot of it is in first person and the perspective shift from chapter to chapter. So you try to write an outline like that, right. it's just you're watching a bunch of people lounging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what mm-hmm. what's going mm-hmm. on. So after that, I said to him, you know, I really need to step away from what happened in the novel mm-hmm. and and create things. You gotta take that creative so, license to Yeah. To okay. maintain the mm-hmm. essence of the story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So many most of the scenes, if not all of the scenes in the movie, were not in the book. Wow. But the experiences mm-hmm. Were in the, so I would say it was like ninety eight, ninety seven percent. She would stay with the theme, but it was more like yeah. she she externalized the internal dialogue yeah. in the book yeah. and actually put it and made it work in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the most uh, significant changes we made because each of the characters lived in a different city. Mm-hmm. One was in Chicago. One was mm-hmm. in Torrance here in Los Angeles County. One was in New York, maybe. Um, but we put everybody in the same city. Everybody had to live in the same city. Right. How are they going to interact? See, right. That's a, what did me intro, we, we just did a, an episode about writing biopics, mm-hmm. and we did it from our point of views of projects that we have mm-hmm. that keep getting options or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, um, but we were talking about the number one rule is you have to have your license. You have to make license for yeah. the script. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So the writing process was really rigorous, but once I you know, stepped away from it and I got a handle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story was, you know, and I broke the story and then worked with him to, you know, because it wasn't my, <clears throat> pardon me, second television movie mm-hmm. that I'd written. Not the first one that I'd worked on because I was an exec um, in Canada. But, you know, you, you write to specific things. It's like every act out is like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> to come back. Right. I beg your pardon? Mm-hmm. Commercial. You know, yes. You know, so there are a few things that I had to to tailor to that. Mm-hmm. And also there were so many characters in this. There mm-hmm. were four adult children, mm. the main uh matriarch and her husband. Wow. So I went in there and I said, you know, we gotta cut a character, otherwise there's not enough story. And he was like, Nope, 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 nope. Can't cut. And I was mm. like, Well, then everybody's going to get about five pages of story. Their entire thing. Mm. He was like, "Then do it. Then do that. Okay. Then do that. Okay." Um, and he said, "Okay. Each person, gets, each person gets five pages of story or six pages of story. You better make that work." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was. It was. And you know, I'm glad we didn't cut that character out because you know that character. Was but which character was it? Because I saw Charlotte, mm-hmm. the one played by Tishina Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because in the book she had the least amount of growth. Right. You know, she was just like, "I'm mad." Mm-hmm. And right. And she's like. I'm still mad. Right. And then she's like, I am so mad. You know, so I had to create an arc mm-hmm. for her as well. But then it turned out that each character had one scene per act. Mm-hmm. And each character also had an act break. Mm-hmm. So it turned out that it worked out really well mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of that kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a hard one. And uh, How long from the time you got the job to the time... You've, you got, they shot the movie. How long? Yeah, I got the job, I think, in May, June, May or June of 2011. Mm -hmm. And the movie aired in April of 20, was it last year? 2014? Yeah. Yeah. It had to be, yeah. Yeah, 2014. 
Wow. Because I was so, mad because I missed it. My mother was watching, mm, and I came yeah. down to San Diego, and mm-hmm. then when I finally came in, I got to the part, like, I was, like, at the halfway point, and every time it came on TV, I was, like, I'd always come in at the same <laughs> halfway point. So one of these days, I'm actually going to see it from the beginning. I could get a little bit closer to the beginning, you know, and it's like, is it whoopee? Okay, they're on. Come on, come on, let's watch it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it had to have been last year. Well, yeah. it's funny because I was telling um, Shernal that we did a, uh, we did a, um, a panel at the Writers Guild that I moderated the, the panel for the nominees and winners for the NAACP awards. <clears throat> I was telling her in front of everybody, because I'm not afraid to tell people that I watched it in San Diego during my mom and dad's uh, anniversary with my, my partner and my mom and dad. And we all sat there just crying like at the end. Mm-hmm. It was so sad you mm-hmm. know what I mean but in a good way it made you, it yeah. made you feel because they're sitting in the circle together. and they're reading yes. it and it's like that closure yeah. you know yeah. I'm yeah. really glad that worked because mm-hmm. I read that and I was and, and again producer exec director was like we need the letters the letters mm-hmm. at the end you know and I like to write I like to write tears Mm-hmm. Like I like to write as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Say what you need to say and then shut and up. Shut up. Yep. And mm-hmm. get in the get seat in and get out. And get, get out. out of the seat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. And it was a completely different experience for me because I had to write these long scenes, mm-hmm. these long emotional, sometimes one or two emotional turns. I like to write a clean scene. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this. This happens. We're done. Um, <laughs> Thank you, like, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, just in and out. Okay. Um, so I had to write these. We're getting long... married. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like long engagements. I don't want somebody yeah. to say, we're getting married. It's like, yeah. when are you getting married? Oh, three years from now. Then don't tell me now. I'm going to be yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, I want to hear somebody say, we're getting married. When? Tomorrow. What? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want to hear about it for three years. Mm-hmm. I don't right. care. Right. So, um, yeah, so I had to write these long scenes. And we got to little letters at the end. I was like, this is going to kill them. Mm-hmm. So I tried to write it just as quick as possible. It's mm-hmm. like, dear whatever, I love you. Stop <laughs> fucking around. You're a mama. You know, he was like, no. Your mama. <laughs> Make it. So it, a lot right. of the text from the letters was taken straight out of the book. The book uh-huh. It was like these, if you see it on the page, these like three inch long right. passages. Mm-hmm. Right. Too much on black thing. on the page. Right. 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 It's like, oh my God, I'm going to get crucified. And so it's nice to see that it worked to hear mm-hmm. from you, well, Hilliard. What it was it was why it worked for me. And I don't know if it's in the, I haven't read the book. So I don't know if it's if it's what's happened in the book or it not. Is. The, yeah, but the choice that instead of I read my own, you give and it to the person, the yeah. you give it to the person that you're having the issue with yeah. in the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. what moved me more. Right. Yeah. So right. it made them have to feel you because they read it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, because I, I know it probably took them all day to shoot those scenes because we know how it is to get the coverage. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, it probably they went home so tired just from the emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of reading them and hearing them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But I just had to get that one done. Yeah, really no, and quick. I, I was mm-hmm. against it. I was just like, no, 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 we can't do this. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And he was like, do you want to keep this job? Then we're doing it. Not literally, but you know. <laughs> I, just said. I was like, I was just like, no, this is going to kill the movie. But if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And it seemed to be, if not the most powerful thing, one of the most powerful things in the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then he was like, make it longer. I was like, I see. Serious? Make mm-hmm. it long. It's like add three, four more lines. I was like, do you want me to never work again? Mm-hmm. Add three, four, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And it was necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and I yeah. think also too the the cast that you had, because some, I, one of my pet peeves is like mm-hmm. you know to me casting is is huge. It's, it's everything. Huge. And it was like mm-hmm. I kept imagining one, and every time I would see that sequence at the end, I'd be like, all right, here comes the tissue again. Here we go. <laughs> but it'd be like I kept imagining like if somebody else was given that material, another actor. 
I don't know they can carry it off because like you said, I kept thinking to myself, man, I bet you that script, that mm-hmm. was some long ass mm-hmm. monologues long. in there. But yeah. because you're so measured and because the character you're so invested in it that it didn't seem long, it seemed right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But to hear from you like, oh my God, and that you write kind of the way I write, which is like, you don't need a lot of stuff in there. No. No dialogue. And they're telling you, put it in. And you're like, oh my God, this could be this could be the end of my career. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it actually worked. <laughs> it actually yeah. worked. And I had to add a letter too because um in the book, the young woman who was abused, she wasn't in that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, she wasn't in that scene at all. So then I had to write my own letter. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Mm. You know, just one more. Right. More. More. But, um, yeah, that really worked. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just want to talk about that because that that is pretty current in what just happened this year. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it and and I know you were writing a lot of other genres. So let's let's just go back really quick. Just tell people where you came from, how you got into the game. Because okay. I do want to talk about you being an executive, and then talk about you writing, you know, genre stuff. That's okay. important. Cool. Um, so you know, it's not it's not all that interesting. Um, my parents are from Trinidad. They <gasps> oh my God, Trini, <laughs> the Trini people. Okay, <laughs> jump out, jump out, Trini. All right, jump, jump. Go uh, ahead, go ahead now. <laughs> he sounded like Big Frida, didn't he? <laughs> That's the song. Oh, then you got God. the, and then you got the 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 Calypso, rock me up on the music, mm. cause you know I'm addicted. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. So my See, mom. I, I, I like scones and, and, and reggae myself, but you know that's my thing. Well, oh, we'll right. still talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you can still sit at the table. <laughs> <It's> your podcast. <laughs> you can do that. Um, so my mom's name is Sherman. My father's name is Ronald. Mm. So that's where that comes oh, from. Good. They met in Toronto, and um, and I was a shotgun baby, actually. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I was always sort of own way and, Mm. you know, a loner. So a lot of reading, a lot of television. And, you know, they were working, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, again, a lot of television. Mm -hmm. You know, they... they Sound like you, Lisa. Yes. So, yeah. uh, You only child? Pardon me? Are you only child? No, I have a little brother who... And the neighbors actually didn't even know my parents had kids until my little brother came along. Yeah. <laughs> up and down the neighborhood making noise in his big wheel. So she yeah, she was the, the cerebral, yeah, the quiet, quiet one. one. It's like, they got kids over there? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, and it wasn't until he came along they were like... You could do bad on your report card, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because he wasn't interested. We were just two completely different mm-hmm. people, right. and he was more interested in in being outside and being physical and mm-hmm. playing and da 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 da. And I was like, I don't want anybody to touch me. <laughs> you know, like, well, I got to talk to them. Oh God! It's like, what, are they, what could yeah. they possibly say that's more yeah, interesting than V.C. Andrews? Okay, thank you. Uh, way too young. Flowers mm-hmm. in the attic. What are you talking about? Way I was like ten when young. I read that book. What? No, <laughs> with the pictures. Did you have the original book? Them scary pictures. On the, uh, when you the, when you when you open the cap- up the, lit- the chapters, yes. Like, yes, or when or the covers, like they yeah. have the little thing, oh, and yeah, you yeah. open the cover, and they have like these bone white, creepy looking yeah. white people. That like, was my <laughs> shit, people. VC like, Andrews, come on. You know, <laughs> but my parents are you know big on education. It's like, what are you reading? You're just reading? Okay, we don't care. Mm. You know, as long, um, as long as you learn some shit, yeah. Right? So <laughs> TV all the time. Even when I was doing my homework, and mm-hmm. I still got really good grades. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, keep the TV on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, and I was always a nerd too, because I always picked the better school to go mm. to as opposed to the fun school okay. to, to go to. So, um, oh my God, we're going way back. This is so stupid. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Coming out of, uh, what we call grade seven and eight, I was just like, 
I was like the only one of the only black kids in class, and they oh, were really? merciless. Really? It was like the two worst years of my life. Oh my god, she's like my merciless. she's like my Canadian twin up there, right? like junior mm-hmm. high. It was mm-hmm. the worst. Oh my gosh, they made me so militant. I was just like, white people, just white people, white people are so white people, white people. Oh, you know. <laughs> Wait, did you read eighth grade Malcolm X too? Wait, you sound oh, all the I same. Think I did. Oh my god, that was me. Mockingbird oh god, when I was really yes, young. yes. And and the chrysalids. <sighs> too and i was like oh my gosh these are my why you know i have behind thinks i'm very you know anyway sorry uh-huh. anyway out Look, wonder Tangent. twin powers okay activate. activate oh my god it's like someone else who feels my pain from right. okay i got it so coming out of that you know it's just like kids being kids right, right? kids don't know anything and coming out of that, I was like, I'm going to go to a really good school and I'm going to be really successful. Mm. So I went to an all-girls school. I picked the all-girls high school to go to, which became very selective the mm. year after. And then I was like, okay, so then I'm going to go to a Canadian equivalent of an Ivy League university. Mm. And, uh, and while I was in high school and whatnot, I got into drama and acting. I wanted to, be, I wanted to act oh, really? at mm-hmm. first. Yeah, but then I quickly realized uh, in my 20s that I, I get hungry. And I don't want to be eat, angry eat. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I studied stage and screen in uh, in university okay. because I got there and immediately decided that I didn't want to be there because it was in Kingston, Ontario, which is north uh, and cold. Ooh, cold, and again, very, very white. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I wasn't like super black anyway. I was like mm-hmm. hiding in in high school. It's just like I hope they don't realize that I listened to Morrissey. <laughs> You know, it's like nine other black girls there. Just like, oh my god, <laughs> they're gonna kick me out of the club if they realize that I like the Smiths. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the cure. Oh my gonna... god, the queen is dead. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's just like oh, I didn't even know what anyways. I was, but I never wanted to be anywhere that I was. Right. I was like, you pick that school, you stay there. I was like, fine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna study what I want. And she was like, good, just study and come out of there with a degree. Right. So mm-hmm. I did a stage and screen. And then right after that, I wasn't sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And I had a counselor up there. And she said, well, why don't you try film school? And I was like, hmm, why don't I try film school? Mm-hmm. So I applied to NYU and Columbia and uh, York University mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Columbia was the only school that accepted me. Really? And I was like, oh, well, then fuck you guys. Okay. You know? <laughs> I was like, I get to go to okay. the yeah. I'm going to go to Columbia. All right, fine. And, uh, and I had no business going to New York and living on my own at that age. But mm. again, West Indian parents, it's mm-hmm. like, for school? Okay. No, we'll okay. help you. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I went, I'm not going to cry, but it's because my mom cashed in her retirement money really? to pay for my Your education. First, yeah, mm-hmm. my first semester of tuition. And mm-hmm. that's how much it was, like wow. first semester. Oh. Wow. I had a friend who went to Columbia. I know that money yeah. is serious. Yeah. I know yeah. it's serious. Um, and then my father felt shame. And yeah. he cashed in, you know, like not even his whole retirement. My father had a, a good job. My mom made like $11 an hour mm-hmm. for like 30 years or something mm-hmm. crazy like that on her feet. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a telephone uh, repair guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that trade was paid a lot better. And he had stock dividends mm-hmm. in uh, the largest uh, company in Canada. Mm-hmm. So he cashed in some. And, yeah, they paid for my first year of school. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I got to go. Wow. Um, so I came out of there with an MFA. And then I had to come home because Americans are really stingy about <laughs> no, staying they are not. in their country. No way. It's like stingy. <laughs> like, you finish school? Good. Get the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> you, look, they're like, you got 30 yeah. days, bitch. 30 days. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> so it was kind of that. And then I came home for 
a, a boy. It was just a horrible relationship that I still write about today. Oh, mm. the love. Oh. Awful. Mm. Awful, soul-crushing, mm-hmm. esteem of eviscerating relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that. We have to have, we right? gotta have one. You gotta have one. Yeah, you got, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I came home and um, I didn't know what to do. And I had, but I had this degree. And, you know, in Canada, an Ivy League degree is hard to come by. So, oh, really? you know, it made me more impressive mm-hmm. on the page. Yeah. So off the, off the resume, I got interviews and I got a job at um, Hot Docs, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the largest, still the largest documentary festival in North mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. And I did some uh, stuff for them. And then I moved over to TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival, again, mm-hmm. based on the resume. Mm-hmm. Big one. Yeah. And so I worked with them for a little bit. Mm. And, I, and I wasn't getting anywhere with the writing. Mm-hmm. And somebody gave me some advice. And they said, well, go to the CFC, Canadian Film Center, which mm-hmm. was started by Norman Jewison and a bunch of people. And I was like, I'm going to be paying for school until I'm 50. I don't want any more school. Mm-hmm. But they had a program called uh, Professional Screenwriting mm-hmm. Program, which was not focused on craft so much it was building your business, building your brand, oh. mm-hmm. um, how to get work and keep work and whatnot, and meeting people who are at your level, hopefully. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to meet people at my level and form a kind of community. So I went there, and I wrote so many strange and, and terrible and good things. <laughs> but it was, it was a grinder, and it was really good for about three months. Mm-hmm. And then I came out of there, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now for money. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Maybe I'll just go back to the festival. And there's a private network in Canada called CTV, um, it's now Bell Media, I think. And they called over to the film center looking for recommendations for an exec to work on a writer-specific uh, funding program yeah. that they had. It was called Writer Only. Hmm. And they wanted somebody who had a writer sensibility mm-hmm. because the network was working directly with the writer, no producer-intermediary mm-hmm. at all. And the network was footing the whole bill for everything. So you got your full script fees. You got a researcher if you needed wow. to. Yeah, I don't think you guys have it here, but you should have someone who's called a story editor. Yeah, we have story editors. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they mm-hmm. help you. They work oh, oh, with okay. you, yeah. on, and they're called story editors. Okay. We don't have the same kind of staffing. Well, mm-hmm. we do, but anyway, specific, a different kind right, of story sure, editor. And all that gets paid for um, out yeah. of this fund. So um, the film sector recommended me, and I went over there, and I interviewed, and I thought, there's no way they're going to give me this job. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to go over there, and so they see me, and then give me some of this money mm-hmm. when I apply and then they ended up hiring me, really? which was crazy. Um, so that was my first corporate gig. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to do this writer-only business. But immediately, I, I, I think, and, uh, and I'm fortunate that they recognized that I could do much more than that. Mm-hmm. So they expanded my role to um, overseeing current productions and wow. development within the program and outside of the program. Mm-hmm. So I ended up overseeing a show called Degrassi, The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all know that show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yes, I worked with Drake. <laughs> uh, he's before, really... before he became okay. Drake. Yeah. I worked with Aubrey. Uh-huh. Really nice. Oh, my God. People always kick me when I tell this story. Aubrey came up to me and was like, I'm going to be a rapper. And, and you was like, like, and you laughed, didn't you? No, I didn't. I was Did like, you? good for you. Mm. You know, I'm glad. Like, I didn't know if he was good or whatever. Mm. Just like, See, she's so positive. She's yeah, so like, positive. Why wouldn't he be good? Right. I was like, good for you. And he's mm. like, give me a CD. I was like, cool. Mm. And I said, you know what? As a musician, you know, and it was like it was around Caravan at the time, like our big West Indian festival or something. Oh, my God. I got 
Gotta and go. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to play mass every year until like, up to ten years ago. Every from a baby. Because oh, they said, they said it's like Toronto Shoulder. has like the most Caribbean people outside the Caribbean. Oh, did they? Anywhere yeah. else in the world, like like if you can't if you can't get down to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. go to Toronto. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So he was like, yeah, yeah. Um. And I was like, okay, so your CD, good. Um, and he was like, yeah, you into rap? And I said, yeah, I'm totally into rap. Of course I'm talking about <laughs> Of course I'm into rap. Um, and it was Carabana, right? So I was like, so are you into Soka? And he was like, oh, I hate Soka. Yeah. And I was like, well, as a musician, you should be listening you. to all kinds of music. Exactly. Right? Soka, whatever. He's like, I hate Soka. <laughs> I said, well, then. I'm not listening to your CD. Really? And I gave it back to <laughs> Okay, so she had like the first Drake CD <laughs> that could have been sold on <laughs> eBay and fun in a movie. And, but because he didn't like Soak, you know, I understand though. Because no, he, if you're a musician, if you're supposed to be a musician, you're supposed to be listening to everything. everything. You know, and Drake. he's like the biggest hype man for Toronto right now. And Toronto is West Indies. Like, I like reggae. And I was like, well, there's well, more there to West Indies. Oh my God. Jamaica is not the only country in the Caribbean. Thank you. I was like, well, then you can keep your CD. And he's like, no, take it. And I was like, fine, I'm going to take it, but I'm not listening to it. And I wait, so where, it. wait, where, uh, where is the CD? I stuck it in the bottom of my desk drawer. And when I got the job, it stayed there. Really? We need to call. We need a phone call. Yeah. We need to make a phone call. Uh, hi. Uh, she used to work here like years ago. I'm going to need you to send that CD right quick. Exactly. That's hilarious. And then, and then I saw him years later. I was, yeah. Wait, did he remember out. you? Yeah, okay. I was hanging All out right. with a friend of mine uh-huh. um, who's a fashion star, and we were at some kind of basketball, whatever. And I was like, Aubrey! And he's like, Drake. And I was like, Aubrey! <laughs> and I was like, you're good. I like your stuff. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, but you still have to listen to Soka. That's I care what you <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't remember me now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, I um, uh, was a production exec on that show mm-hmm. and, and another lesser-known show that the company did. And... Um, and I developed the first movie that came out of Canada that had a predominantly black cast. Really? And, uh, and it came across my desk because somebody pitched it to my boss. And she gave me the pitch and said, you know, we're, we kind of like this. We're not sure what to do with it. We don't know who could possibly write this. And I said, I know who could write this, mm. you know. And um, one of my, like, older brother friend mentors is named David Sutherland. Or he goes by Suds now. Suds mm-hmm. Sutherland. And... He's really well known in Canada and he's making his mark here. And mm. I had worked with him when I was 17 on his first movie and my first acting gig. <laughs> and I was a lead in his movie. And anyway, so we've known each other <clears throat> since then. And I was mm. like, I was like, David Sutherland could do it. He could write it and direct it. Mm. And then I called him and was like, don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, like, don't, I have set you up. Don't, don't mess this me up. <laughs> and he came in, you know, he killed the meeting and, and you know, we worked on the script from the beginning. Really? And um, yeah, we had a little tussle about it because, you know, <laughs> he wanted to do this thing where it was really cool, actually, where he wanted to kill the main character, we th- who we thought was the main character. Uh-huh halfway through the show and then people are like oh my god he killed the main character now mm-hmm. what it's about and it becomes a secondary character coming up mm-hmm. it was uh, about gun violence okay. and whatever so the main character got shot mm-hmm. and then the secondary character had to figure out if he was going to talk to the police and what kind of life he was going to live after that but um, and I'm looking at you guys because you know structure and mm-hmm. he was like so I'm going to kill the main character at the end of the second act and I was like no no, you're not going to kill the main character at the end of the second act. You're going to kill the main character at the end of the first act mm-hmm. because that's you know and he was like no I'm going to do the second act. I was like 
you're going to do it in the first act. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he turned, and then he turned in the script and the character died at the end of the second. I was like, you could put it there, mm-hmm. but when we edit it, it'll be in the first act. Right. And then two, three drafts later, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were right. I'm going to put it in the first act. Oh, okay. I said, I know I was right. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. We, <clears throat> we shot the movie and it went on to win. What was the name uh, of it? Called uh, Doomstown. Okay. And it went on to win uh, something called a Gemini, which is now a Canadian screenwriting award, but it was our uh, version of the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it won Best Director. Really? And it won Best Script. Okay. And it won, I think, Best Lead Actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and up to now in Canada, there's never been that many black people on screen. Really? There's like one, oh, thing, no, he was native. So I don't even know if there was a white character. Oh, no. One guy buying crack in the hood was white. (laughs) (laughs) The one. (laughs) So I did that movie. And then I did another movie about road rage, which is a really, uh, really great story. Again, the the pitch came across my desk Mm -hmm. from this kind of new writer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was. So you were open to to young writers at that time. Mm Yeah. And, and it was fantastic. And it's, you know, we, he came and there was a colleague working with me at the time. And then she left soon after. And we were like, you know what? Road rage is really hot right now. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Mm-hmm. And he came back with this two-page thing. And I was like, this is fantastic. Mm. You know, and he was like, okay, do you want me to do notes? Do you want? I was like, notes? No, I don't have notes on this. It's fantastic. And we put it, give it to my bosses, see if we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw him yesterday, not yesterday, like a, a couple of weeks ago. And he reminded me of that. And um, and then everybody got excited. And we, you know, got him all contracted up, and mm-hmm. he did the outlines. Like this is amazing. He's like, do you have notes? I was like, no, I don't have notes. <laughs> you know, I, why do you want me to have notes? Because that just that's <laughs> too much work. If I don't have notes, I don't yeah, have yeah. notes. Mm-hmm. So we did that movie, and it was actually it actually competed with Doomstown yeah. for, uh, and it won best cinematography. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think. Um, so and then. I, I got the creative bug back, hmm. you know, and I was like, I'm missing, I'm missing my writing, but I like this job. I like mm-hmm. grocery money. So, I like to eat. Um, I, did, <laughs> I did. Had the gas imp- in my car. <laughs> yeah. So I did like eight, nine cycles of improv and I did a little bit of stand up for a year and a half. Oh, to get back? Yeah, Into- just to, mm-hmm. to have a little outlet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I made a short film and then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to get like itchy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want to be working with artists if you're a frustrated artist yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I did this our, our next guest just walked in. He just over there laughing. I got impatient and, uh, and I killed a project that I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I realized, Aww. ah, snap, that was bad. Really? I need to go. Okay. And I'm still sorry about that. And mm. one of them is still mad at me. But you know really? what? If I ever see him, I will, you know, I mean, I, I, I would write him a check if I had money. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I'm still sorry about that because it was, well, it was awful. Really? And it would have been a, a slog. But I didn't have to kill it. You know, mm. like, they yeah. already, we already had the money and the budget. I'm sad about that. Yeah. And I left soon after that. Okay. Actually. And I got <clears throat> poached from the company that produces Degrassi. Mm-hmm. And I got poached because she says, well, if you come work for me, you're independent now and you can write a script on one of our shows. Oh, really? So yeah, so I went over there and, and wrote a script for her show. And then because I was independent, I took mm-hmm. another job writing a biopic mm-hmm. for Canada's <laughs> most famous rapper named Maestro Fresh West. Okay, yeah. And uh, he did a song called Let Your Backbone Slide. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the adaptation and biopic and whatever, you know, I would meet with him and be like, okay, 
So tell me about the hard stuff in your life. Didn't happen. I was like, okay, well, how did you get to where you were? I made it happen. Oh, I was like, no. well, did you, what about the times where you made it happen? Wow. I was like, well, then how did you get your video? Did you, how did, made it happen? Wow. So then I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to make some stuff up. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to invent wow. this whole thing um, stemming from the fact that his parents were West Indian and his mom didn't want him to be in music and mm-hmm. they had a falling out and she threw him out of the house. Really? So I had to create this and invent this whole thing. And then my boss at the production company got mad at me because she was like, well, I thought you worked here. And I said, well, I thought I was independent. <laughs> so, you know, is my work suffering? Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she, again, another particular, I've worked with a lot of particular sure, personalities. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I had to leave again. And, uh, and there was, I left because I had a gig and then the gig fell through and then I had no gig. Mm. And I just bought a condo and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and then, but then something else came up, which was really lucky. And it was just development at the time. And then they got a series order. It was called The Kink in My Hair. Hmm. And a West Indian comedy. You know, okay, yeah. Uh, based on a play um, that a woman named Trey Anthony wrote that mm. just did huge, huge a series of monologues. So she, is she like the Tyler Perry over there or something? Or what? She, yeah. I don't know that she'd like to be compared to Tyler I Perry. I just mean in the sense of but yeah, being yeah. successful with plays. That's <laughs> yeah. All but again, you know, it's Canada, so she had the one play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have 19. Yeah. She didn't she have 19 it. going at one time. <laughs> one clip. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> uh, but it was very affecting. And it was incredibly successful. Touched a lot of people because a lot of stories got told. Mm. So um, so they're trying to uh, adapt it into a show. And that came across my desk when I was at CTV. Okay. And it was a one hour at the time. But I, you know, I, I pushed it through and we had a contract. And I was like, but you guys, it's not going to go unless you make it a half hour. Hmm. She said, we don't want to make it a half hour. Really? And I said, okay, well, then I got to let you go because, you know, we want to make it. It has to be a half hour comedy. Mm-hmm. And then they went away. By the time I got back on it, it was a half hour comedy. Really? Yeah, so um, <laughs> them bitches smart enough. Okay. They? <laughs> they learn. They, they just slow to learn. They yeah. had to go through a big, you know, mm. series of whatever, and um, so they did the first season, which I did freelance on, mm-hmm. and then they got the second season, and then they lost their showrunner really? person in place, mm-hmm. and there was nobody else around. So I didn't have the traditional experience, mm-hmm. but the combination of the network and the independent production mm-hmm. and the writing and the fact that, you know, I am West Indian and I sure. know about a hair shop <laughs> and whatnot. She's like, I get my hair done every once in a while. <laughs> um, so they took a chance on me and they made me a showrunner wow. from essentially a staff writer position mm-hmm. here to a showrunner. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and it was it was amazing. I learned So how did how did you prep yourself for that? What what kind of things did you get? Um, did you talk to other showrunners? What did you do to get I ready? I did. For that? There was a showrunner training program kind of not not as oh, really? as uh, not as detailed as Jeff's. Not as intensive as the one here, mm, okay. but you know, I talked to a lot yeah, of showrunners. Yeah, yeah. And again, I had been talking to showrunners, giving notes. I was in on cuts, mm-hmm. you know, cut notes in the edit room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also in the writing room in the in, on the independent side mm-hmm. for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I knew a lot about how to talk to writers and and how to talk to crew and stuff like that. I sure. visited productions and stuff. And then I just, you know, I had to pull up my panties. Mm-hmm. It's like this I is a job. Had to figure it out. Man. Yeah, it's sure. like failure is not mm-hmm. an option. So mm-hmm. I just went in and treated people how I thought I would want to be treated okay. and made decisions that were good, I thought, I hoped for the show in sure. concert with um, my colleagues. And that one was 
because the co-creators of the show, including the playwright, mm-hmm. were numbers one and three on the call sheet, uh-huh. but also exec producer, producers mm-hmm. and also writers of one or two episodes during the season. Okay. And they were challenging really? in terms of what they demanded and what they wanted and what they wanted the show to be versus what the network wanted the show to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, you know, I mean, actors are a strange and wonderful uh, <laughs> subsection True. of the human race. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> right? So, you know, when you're, when you're in front of the camera 12, 14 hours a day, and then mm. you got this thing going on, and you, you know, the show's got your name on it, mm. you know, you get... You can get a little tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it can get a little tricky. So I learned a lot about like how much did the show change from the first season men. and from you taking over? Uh, well, they were already um, well into how they wanted it to change. They mm-hmm. they got a new um, they got a new shooter, and uh, the look changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we had to tighten up the scripts, mm-hmm. you know. But that's just growing pains, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you coming in saying, we ain't having all this extra. (laughs) Get in, get out. (laughs) So that's just growing pains Uh and, you know, production schedules and personalities Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But second season was really successful. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was no audience. So Mm -hmm. we got canceled. Um, Can you, is there a way I can get like an episode of the show to see it? Because it'd be interesting to see that type of show. Yeah, I wonder. You know, you know, I love my shows yeah. that have a lot of black characters. They just put everything on Netflix, I think. I mean, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, um, I don't know. Well, especially if it's a comedy, because yeah. one of my favorite shows in the UK, of course, you know, is Desmond's. So it's kind of like, be <laughs> interesting to see a show in Toronto or yeah. in that area. Like, okay, what are they doing over here? Yeah. And their hair shop or whatever's going on over yeah. here. It's just mm-hmm. fun to see, you know, the differences. Yeah. Now, how do, how do we steal you to get to Haven? Like, how did you get down here? Oh, well, I needed a vacation after that. Okay, see, mm-hmm. so I, I don't like her already. Like, like she's making it too easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I needed a vacation. I had a friend living down here i'd never been here and also as part of the program the showrunner program they brought us down here mm-hmm. and they t- they took us to the fog slot and i was like um not bad wow <laughs> this is sunny mm-hmm. and i could get used to this mm-hmm. but i also did she you mention know, sunny okay and sunny <laughs> so um so first i came on vacation then i decided you know what i'm gonna try let me just try mm-hmm. and I really, I knew it was hard because my friend was telling me it was hard, but I didn't know, no, mm-hmm. that it was hard. So the first year I came down here, I got a new agent. And I thought, cool, so I'm going to get staffed. And No, I didn't. No, I didn't. of course I wasn't going to get staffed. Oh, these, these little Canadians coming in here. But, <laughs> I love it. And then they always get the top ones, okay. don't they? They always get the best okay. agents. Like, oh, bastards. But um, I did get hired on a Canadian show mm-hmm. um, where the showrunner is Canadian via Los Angeles mm-hmm. and she went back to Canada and worked on a show so I got hired on that show which was mm-hmm. good because I ran out of money and I was crying mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> so I did that show for eight months and it was horrible it was horrible we were you guys here or you, went, you had to go Vancouver. back in Vancouver okay mm-hmm. yeah it was a Canadian show it was about a cop with um, split personalities <laughs> We had eight showrunners. What? By the time I left, Are you it was in eight months. Yeah, we we were on showrunner number four when she hired oh me, and then she got there and realized I don't think she wanted to be there at all, and mm. she might have been a little bit mm, crazy <laughs> because you know actors. Let me call are that subsection. <laughs> but writers are another subsection right. of humanity, true, which is true. you know, and I, me too, but you know, I get help and I don't take it out on people. Mm. Um, so that was, it was we just, just had hyperglycemia <laughs> or some shit. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was 
awful. Wow. And it was actually my first experience with, with racial discrimination. Oh, really? Too, because, you know, I mean, I got this network job, and I was, like, one of the only black network execs mm-hmm. in the country, and they were like, oh, is this affirmative action? I was like, no, it's not affirmative action, because mm-hmm. I'm smart, mm-hmm. and I'm good at what I do, and did you see this award I won? <laughs> you know? I went to Columbia, bitch. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they were like, okay, so you went from Starfire to Showrunner. Is that affirmative action? I was like, wow. I'm black. Wow. And the show's black. <laughs> and I'm affirming that I'm here. I'm smart. <laughs> and I got the job because I'm Have you read my script? Right. Right. Um, so then I got on that show. Google me, bitch. Okay. Google me. Right. <laughs> but I got on that show and we had quite a, a passionate black exec who might have been like one of the last ones left in really? Canada at the at the time. Okay. And she was gunning for, you know, we need to have people of color on the show mm-hmm. and we need to, you know, have somebody in the room to sort of see what's going on and make sure that the show doesn't get offensive and stuff like that. So I didn't even know that I was the diversity hire. Really? Yeah. And I went in thinking that I was hired to, you know, and I was, it was tough because it was my first one hour show. Mm -hmm. It was a police procedural. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it had this really strange hook to it. And I was living in Vancouver, which I hated. (laughs) Fucking hated Vancouver. <laughs> it was beautiful, uh-huh. but it was just to like, all just, the Vancouver people out there. I hated it. We she hate just it. She hated but, you know, <laughs> I think it was because I was lonely and I was, you know, yeah, and I was shook up and I was, you know, and and they talked during movies. Did they really? Yeah, I had to turn around and talk to some what? girls. I was trying to watch. The... They got Magic Johnson Theater in, in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, that's the thing, right? <laughs> I was trying to watch Glorious Bastards or in, D- in District Nine. People just kept talking about it. Oh, that would and piss something me off. I can't remember. I think I was watching Funny People, mm-hmm. and they was like, "Oh my god, that's so mean! Why would he do that?" And I turned around, I was like, "Because maybe he went to a movie theater where people were talking behind him, <laughs> and it annoyed the shit out of him." Yeah. That's Damn, shut up. <laughs> and of course they looked at me like, oh my gosh, she's so crazy. Why is she so angry? I just don't even understand. I was like, I'm angry because you're talking. And now you're talking about why I'm angry. <laughs> Vancouver is beautiful. I had a <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, the show is awful. And they're shuffling writers. Oh, God. And I made like the Worst rivalry mistakes whatsoever. Like what? Because Tell I went the in there and like the, sh- the 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 exec would call me. And she'd be like, you know, you got to keep in track of what's going on in the room. So she made me like the black police, like the diversity oh, police. Really? I didn't even know I was in that position. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I had this snake on the other mm. side of the table who was um, <laughs> snake. You know, there was like a lot of usurping going on mm-hmm. to see who was going to get in charge of the show and whatnot. And then they started. So you were a threat. Doing- I'm not even sure. I think he. You maybe, must have been coming maybe, from being the showrunner yeah. to coming on to. Well, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was because the the black exec made it known Got to it. everybody but me mm-hmm. that she had put me in the room uh, for this reason. Okay. And right. then, of course, they went and did something stupid, like they went to do this storyline about Asian gangs in Vancouver, but mm-hmm. they assigned it to a guy that was like, "Oh yeah, I dated a Chinese girl once," and we were like, really? "The story is about a Japanese gang," <laughs> you know. And he was like, "Okay, so we can have a Shinto funeral?" No, that's not the, the, <laughs> the that's not the, the religion that the person who died was Shinto is Japanese. We're do- what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to put my hand up one day and I was like, "Guys, you know what? This is not a good look." Mm-hmm. And the stake across the table looked at me and said, "Oh, why? Because what are you, the diversity police?" Wow. And just, I just 
crumbled. Really? I didn't say a word for the rest of the day. And I left there and I was bawling my eyes out. And he knew he said something. So he ran up to me and was like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And now you're going to cringe. Because stupid me, I was like, oh my gosh, my job is so hard. I don't know if I could do it. I think I have fraud complex. And he's like, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then told the next showrunner coming in, we got to fire her. She sucks. She's stupid. She can't handle the job. She's not good. And um, and I made a dear friend on that show who's still my dear friend. Fantastic Mm -hmm. writer he is. Um, And he was like, you can't fire her. Because it's going to look bad. It's mm-hmm. going to look like you're firing her because she's black. you mm-hmm. got to give her her script. Mm-hmm. And they were like, fine, but then we're going to fire her. Mm. So much so that I went to the new showrunner because she had assigned all this stuff and she didn't give me anything. I said, I feel like I'm being benched. And she said, yeah, you are. Love it. So, you know. <sighs> Straight up. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Like, do your script. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do my script, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. get out. Damn. So they left me alone to do my script, and they, there was all sorts of politics going on. We had like another showrunner shuffle, and then the, so the snake oh, got pushed aside, but he was still there. Blah blah blah. I do <laughs> my own. I did the script on my own because you know we didn't have a room and it had fallen apart what? by that time. Um, so I broke this story on my own. It's like luckily I watched a lot of cop shows growing up. I mean Miami Vice. You know Crockett was my husband. Him and stuff. his suit. Right. So I was just like, okay, shoes. I know some cop stuff. Mm. You know I've seen Boys in the Hood. Let me try and break some kind of story. Mm. And I broke the story and I wrote the outline. And they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is good enough. Like they didn't even read it practically. Yeah. There's like, go write your thing so we can get rid of you and hire somebody else. Right. AKA white. Uh. Um. <laughs> And, and then I wrote the script, and then everything paused. Hmm. And I wrote it. I turned it in. I went to see Precious. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed and woke up. <laughs> that's, where, that's the year it was. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning, and I went to work. I didn't check my email because I wasn't sure what. I, didn't, I was like, I don't even know what's yeah. going to happen. And I get to work, and everybody's like, your script is amazing. Really? This is the show. Them bitches. Okay. We're going to show this to our, our lead actor because he was freaking out because the show was crazy. And huh. they were like, we're going to show this to him. We're going to calm him down. This is the show. Hmm. You know, your job is safe. Really? Blah, 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 blah. And then I got uppity. <laughs> did you at least did you at least get it in writing like I'm here on the show yeah I got so I was like yeah even though you came in with your shopping bag to take snacks and stuff like they about yeah. to fire me I'm taking these fruits yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a six pack of water in the fridge I might roll this chair out with oh me my gosh. Mm-hmm. I had my budget set up I was like okay if I borrow this from my mother I could survive until here he did like Tina Turner okay. I want my name I want my name <laughs> I'm taking this oh my gosh I was ready was I was funny. like packed I was like, okay, I could probably get a loan from the bank that will float me for the next three months and I could beg for another job. No. Aww. And I went in there like, your job is safe. So by the time we got to the production meeting, mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> somebody tried to give me a note of the production uh, meeting because I had a, some line in there about, you know, because somebody died and the cops, you know, I was like, the cops are going to make the funeral calls. And they're like, what does that mean? And I was like, well, what does it sound like? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, well, we don't understand that. Why couldn't they just say? And I was like, well, I thought this was a production meeting. Mm-hmm. So why don't you move scene this to to the bottom of that day mm-hmm. and you know save yourself an hour or so? Mm-hmm. Or is that what we're talking about? Ooh. You know. <laughs> and then I had to change it anyway. But <laughs> so that was horrible. Aww. But anyway, so I did that job and I came back in. And I was like, okay, after that, I'm gonna get staffed. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. So you came back to LA. Yeah, again. I came back to LA. Mm-hmm. No staffing because mm-hmm. my sample was hideous and crazy really? and yeah it was crazy it was a crazy <laughs> sample it wasn't even it was terrible mm-hmm. looking back and I'm so embarrassed 
And that sample gave me the worst meeting I've ever had here really? in my life. Yeah, I was hmm. on Southland, which showed that I loved so, uh, so much. I would have loved to write on that. And, um, and they hated the script. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. But I'm with CAA, and they have a little bit of pull, so mm-hmm. they got me into the room anyway. And mm-hmm. the people, they hated me from before I got in the room. <laughs> they really did. Yeah, like this, bitch. Right? They ain't offer you no water on nothing. I mean, there's, there's script and there's personal, right. you know? And right. that was like the worst meeting I ever had. Yeah. And I was such a fan of Southland. I was in Vancouver and I was like, oh, Southland's coming back on. So mm-hmm. I logged into my DirecTV account and mm-hmm. set it to tape and everything. My agent said, that's a great story. Tell them. Mm-hmm. So I told them the story and they were like, oh, did your agent tell you to say that? And I was wow. like, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And they just mean. Really? And I was like, oh, I just come from uh, Vegas and I won, you know, like seven fifty, and I cashed out. And they were mm. like, oh, you won seven. And I was like, no, $7.50. I was out. So I cashed out. <laughs> and as I was leaving the room, I heard them say, oh, what an idiot. Who cashes out what? after $7.50? And I was like, they're making... I haven't even wow. left the hallway and they're making fun of me. Damn. <laughs> it was the worst. To this day, it was the worst meeting ever. They were wow. mean. I mean, the script wasn't great, but they could have just said, no, yeah. we're not going to meet with Absolutely. her. They just wanted to be mean. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get staffed that year. And mm-hmm. I, I, now I get it. And I went home again, worked on another horrible show that was like, <laughs> I was writer number 35. What? In that uh, is that just Is it just more the way it happens mm-hmm. in Canada? No, you know what I think it is? It's like when a, when a person creates a show, but they don't have the expertise, the experience, mm-hmm. and the the say mm-hmm. to say this is my show this is how I'm going to do it and mm-hmm. the network doesn't trust them mm-hmm. and then they pair them up with someone or they bring somebody else in mm-hmm. and that person gets pushed out mm-hmm. and then there's other agendas at play and st- not you know to make the best show but I'm going to use this to do this or I'm sure. going to make this kind of show right. and that's where things unravel wow mm-hmm. so this other show was a another one of those situations awful and the people I worked with were great but my script got eviscerated <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> and I had the flu, <laughs> which is nothing because work is work, right? But that just made me feel so this sorry for she myself. She has these great highs. <laughs> and I'm really. Because my colleagues so were like, oh, we like this. And this is how the main character should talk. And this is great. And da, 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 da. <laughs> And the network hated everything. Man. The story, the dialogue, the characters, Damn. the font. The, the font <laughs> was printed on. <laughs> we, don't like, we don't like this courier font. We don't like <laughs> <laughs> the brand she used to come put the script together. Ugh, what? This drives me crazy. And we had two end users. We had Fox International and we had CTV. And up to that point, they had never agreed on anything except how much they hated my script. And they're like, did you hate this part? What? We hated that part. Damn. But what about this part? That part sucked the so much shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it got eviscerated. And I was like, what kind of, what am I doing? Mm. But luckily, you know, my showrunner had to rewrite it. And we had to gangbang it mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then I got out of that job. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I made enough money to come back down here. Yeah. And I said, okay, come on. This time, mm-hmm. I got to get staffed. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I'm not leaving here Unless I run out of money mm-hmm. and they make me. And I didn't get stuffed. Wow. Because again. it's hard. And I had a new sample and it was a good sample mm-hmm. too. The dysfunctional black family mm-hmm. thing. Really great sample. And you know, it didn't fit any of the didn't fit any of the shows that were mm-hmm. coming out. 
So I didn't get stopped. We didn't have yeah. Empire and How to Get Away with no, Murder. Which is funny. <laughs> because so I did the movie and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and then I got on Haven because through all those jobs, I met people mm-hmm. who were good to me and I stayed in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And they were at the studio. Mm-hmm. And there was the, the woman um, at NBC, Universal Karen Horn. And I oh, just, Karen, you know. Yeah, yeah gently assertively and annoyingly staying in touch Mm -hmm. with everybody so when the opportunity came up on haven and i understood what a diversity writer was and what you know what you need to do to get Mm -hmm. in and whatnot i was ready for it Mm -hmm. and um so a couple of those showrunners from both of those bad experiences put in good words for me you know, so that's why, you know, you got to not burn your bridges and, you know, mm-hmm. you do your job. And if you're going to be uppity, be uppity with the people that, you know, <laughs> you can get away with it sure. or just be real charming about yeah. it. Um, so I was lucky enough to get staffed on Haven. Mm-hmm. And Haven was the best writing family really? I've ever been among mm-hmm. um, so far in my short career. Right. It was fantastic. Haven was fantastic. And what's it, what's it like <clears> being <throat> somebody who writes genre and like the family type of thing how do you do you have to weigh between the type of scripts that you write or were your were your agent staff to you or stuff like that or um, what do you do you know what haven was the one that came up okay so luckily for me uh, when my grandfather was still with us you know i lived with him for a bit and mm-hmm. i was always with him when i was younger and we watched all that stuff together mm-hmm. you know so we watched all of x files we watched a show called millennium uh. we watched a show <laughs> called unsub mm-hmm. which actually you remember that? <laughs> unsub was like one of mm-hmm. my favorites and t- if, if there's any advice i can give it's just like remember everybody and remember everything and before you meet with somebody do your homework, which sometimes mm-hmm. I forget to do, mm-hmm. because my my latest showrunner meeting I had was with a man who worked on Unsub, oh, okay. and I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, this show is great, and you know, obviously we're gonna talk, but tell me about Unsub. And he was like, you're the first person I've ever met <laughs> who remembers Unsub, and I'm not Funny. saying that that's what got me the job, mm-hmm. but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, and then I and then I I always send personal note cards mm-hmm. afterwards to what? people handwritten, and mm-hmm. I was just like Unsub, right? That was, that was the Unsub. <laughs> And so, um, um, yeah, but, you know, so I'd always watch genre and stuff like that, but I didn't go looking for a genre Mm -hmm. job. And now that I have, you know, four seasons worth of episodes from Haven, I I guess I'm the genre woman because... Because that that was my curiosity is is you have Haven and then you have um, the Lifetime movie, which is... Yeah, <laughs> you know, completely right. different. Yeah. So, what, what is your agent, you know, doing now? Are you have you told them here's where I want to go, or yeah. are you just taking what's what's coming to you? What do you what do you do? Um, I guess it was a little bit of uh, a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you know, because they want you to identify what shows are sure. that make you excited. And I guess being on Haven, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I got back into my genre. So now you're sci-fi. Right. Like so now, now, now I have like a bit of a sci-fi. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm watching other stuff. You know, I'm watching sure. like Secrets and Lies mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Black Jesus <laughs> oh <my laughs> comedy. God. And, you know, Bob's Burgers and mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nick mm-hmm. and whatever. So I watch, I'm watching, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched and I have watched a lot of See, that's things. the thing. You write TV, you have to be a TV you head. Do. You do. You, you have to You have to be a TV head if you mm-hmm. can, if you have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be a, a TV head. So what's next? Sleepy Hollow. Really? You going to be on Sleepy Hollow? You didn't tell nobody. Why you didn't tell nobody? Why you didn't tell girl, you got a what? high five on that. <laughs> what? That's what's up. Um, yeah. Well, the deal. I mean, 
See, I, I don't know even why I said that. God, that goes against everything. That, like, <laughs> she put it out got there. Got an exclusive yeah. here. Oh We're going to sprinkle <laughs> it out. We're going to sprinkle it out. Oh, we know Super before your mom. Yeah, oh, my goodness. You know, because it's like, it's not real until you You know what? We won't, say, we paper, won't tell right? anybody. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, no one will know. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> you can't get bogged down by superstition. So no. they may be off or we're working it out. We're almost good. there. Oh, well, good. Start on Monday. Start next Monday. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I was like, because I was a little concerned. I know. If you know from a couple episodes well, from well, way back. Tell, that's Lisa. Well, where that's I was like, yeah, where I, was, I, I was like, who in the room? Yeah. <laughs> See, my show who, was walking Who messed dead. up the second season? Yeah. Like, who, what is going on? Do exactly. I need to come to the set? They had some. Yeah, I think they had some internal turmoil. Yeah. And I felt that way, too, because yeah. I was a genuine fan of the show from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicole Bahari. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know? <sighs> See, my show is Walking know. Dead. Yeah. Now, that shit, I can walk right in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm, they need a black writer in the fucking room. There was no black writer. Is there none? None. 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 Or at least tell. somebody who could just you say, could it, nobody would right. really say something. You know, like, we need like a Jeff that. Thorpe in there. Or something. Yeah, or something. You know, so, you know just I mean? somebody. We need somebody. somebody. <laughs> you know, something. <laughs> you know, because, like, literally, I mean, the thing is with new shows now, you got to remember, like, in the old days, they would have a show on TV and it'd be like years. They would build up an audience. Mm-hmm. Now it's so cutthroat. You get like two episodes and you and out the hours. door. So yeah. a part of me was really, like, the first season, it was like, okay, great. And the second season, I was scared. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what is going Something is going on in that yeah. room. I don't know if they were, like, amazing by the success or they were really listening to the people on social media mm-hmm. I apologize if I said anything mean or hurtful <laughs> but if it was useful take what you can get from it but it was like I was really concerned like yeah. oh they hadn't you know they hadn't re-upped the contract is it mm-hmm. coming back yeah. and I was like well you know what we got to give shows a chance we're so hardcore and we don't give time to build an audience mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm willing to to hold on to the third season and see what happens but you know it was, well, now, we're now, it was weird it was now we know you're gonna be on they know yes. you're gonna be on so my, the, the fun, the fun for me is gonna be if you get on the show and start writing up it's like which one's her episode like <laughs> when the words start coming out of mm-hmm. Nicole's mouth like is that <laughs> did she write that <laughs> well see that's the thing right that's the thing because you know I interviewed for Empire like many 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 of the black writers two of my friends the twins two of my friends got on got yeah. staffed yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my whole fear about going into that mm-hmm. was, you know, I'm Canadian. Again, it comes mm-hmm. back to, you know, I was listening to The Cure and The Smiths in high mm-hmm. school. And, but they, um, you need to have that different perspective. I agree. You I, need I agree. to have yes, that. Yes, but then Empire is, is, you know, and we could do a whole, like, four hours on Empire. But Empire mm. is so specifically, you know, American, African, American, that I was kind of nervous. Just like, I don't, I don't know if I, you know... And you know who you know whose fault that is? Whoopi. Let me mm. tell you why. And why? I know you have to blame it on Whoopi. Oh, Whoopi. good lord! No, Whoopi. it's not a blame. It's <laughs> no, not no, a blame. No. Come on, Whoopi. But uh, and I respect. Oh my gosh, her doing that movie. My father kissed her hand. My mm-hmm. mom was. But he flew from Trinidad really? to visit the set. Wow. Um, I think it was already organized, but you know, mm-hmm. he extended it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so Whoopi was in this movie. It was like one of the greatest things for me. One of my earliest experiences wanting to be a storyteller. I remember being in a theater watching Color Purple. Mm-hmm. This is quick. And um, so Justin Bieber said something nonsense, did some nonsense about mm-hmm. the N-word. Uh-huh. And so they were talking about it on The View. Uh-huh. And Whoopi said, well, I give Justin Bieber a pass mm-hmm. because he's Canadian. Really? And uh, is it Star who's on the show with mm-hmm. her? Star was like, what are you talking about? She said, well, the N-word doesn't mean the same thing in Canada. And she said, what does it mean? Groceries? What are you talking about? <laughs> and Whoopi said, no, no, no. I know what I'm talking about. Because I was up in Canada doing a movie mm-hmm. last summer. 
And there was this, you know, she called me, she's like a brilliant young writer, just very, very talented. <laughs> I was like, okay, yes. And she was like, but there were some words in that script where I was like, black people don't talk like this. You know what? Black people don't talk like this. And, you know, so she took it to the director and she said, what is this? Black people don't talk like this. And he said, it's because she's Canadian. Really? And Whoopi was like, oh, okay. So that's why I get it. She didn't know. She didn't mm-hmm. understand because black people's experience is totally different. Mm-hmm. And what Whoopi didn't know was that I didn't write that stuff. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a production draft. Mm-hmm. And I was off doing something else. Mm-hmm. So whoever it was that was in charge of writing that wrote that. Interesting. And, you know, did not take responsibility mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the view from under that bus mm-hmm. was not pretty. Mm. Really? So that's why I was just like, oh. And I was <laughs> and I was trying to extend my work permit, like mm. my extraordinary abilities work permit to explain you know like why i got this job or any other black person mm-hmm. in the country you know whoopies on tv saying that right. i don't really know what i'm talking about because mm-hmm. that's not black uh, and it was just heartbreaking so you know that's why sometimes i think you know i was thinking about it, I, was like, I don't know if i can write on that show. i don't know if i'm black enough i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know i don't say girl like you know i don't do any of that you know but it's not about that no, no it's not no. it's not about that no, and, and sometimes uh, like i said it's like when people try to to quantify what blackness it's so varied yeah and yeah. also depending on where you come in the world. Like I would love to have a room where you have different black people from different countries who are mm-hmm. writing because it would be fascinating what that mix would be when it comes out on the page. Yeah. So when people say you can't write, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a writer. Yeah, period. <laughs> period. Yeah. You can't write black. You but, can't, you, but, can you write a script that's good that people want to <laughs> see? Yeah. You know, because actors are going to bring whatever they bring exactly. to it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So for them to say that, Whoopi, I am so disappointed. I was so <laughs> sad. I cried. <laughs> she made you cry? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. But look, has great but we got to wrap it up. Let's wrap Let, it up. Let's give the kids one little piece of game, you know, that you can give them who want to get, who want to be a writer, you know? Um, and even, even to the people who are, who are, who are, um, fresh off a of staff and try to get on staff again? Like, what kind of advice can you give them? Yeah. Um, you know what? Just emotionally, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. Really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and when it's that emotionally hard and you feel... The hardest thing to do is to try to write, too. Mm-hmm. But you have to. You got to. You have to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the worst things you could do is try to write for what the marketplace looks like. Mm-hmm. Because then you're not going to write anything good. So, you know, if you're lucky, you'll get beat down to the point where you're just like, I just got to write what I like. And that's the thing that's going to. And, you know, things swing, too, because I wrote that piece from my heart and it wasn't in style until this year. Mm -hmm. So I was like, don't you guys want me to write a new sample? Because I did. I know, you're still a sample, ain't it? Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, no, this sample's great. We already got it. Um, So, but it's hard and you're, you're not alone. Sure. And it's hard for everybody. Right. And uh, and if you're a person of color, don't listen to that nonsense about staff writers taking jobs away from people mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're okay. Trust me. If you need to get in, get in mm-hmm. and then prove yourself. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, yeah. That's good. There you go. Where can people find you at? Are you on Twitter? Or I am on Twitter. On? I'm on, I don't say much. But you know, <laughs> what's your handle? What's your handle? It's my name. Isn't that, that, that easy? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm easy to find. All right. You yeah. on Facebook or anything like that? I'm on Facebook, but again, I'm gonna say much. <laughs> All right. So when, <laughs> but when this new season of a Sleepy Hollow oh, start, yes. I'm gonna I be know, like, um... oh yeah, no. When my shows are on. I'm always like, yeah, 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 show the show, the show, the show, the show. Mm-hmm. But I don't do much of. I'm not all that interesting. Okay. 
What about so, you, Lisa? Where you at? They know where they can find me. I'm on Twitter. It might be somebody new listening. Oh, to that's this true. Episode. That's right. Okay. Well, hello, people. Let me my bit my best. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, you can catch me on Friday Night Horror or Saturday Night Sci Fi. <laughs> do you uh, do that Black Girl? Black Girl? Nerd? Yes. Oh yeah, that's Live her group. Yes. That's Did you do group? Hellraiser? You didn't see my tweets? Okay. <laughs> I didn't see scared. my Hellraiser tweets. Hellraiser's scary. I couldn't do well, you this. know what's funny? Because when people were watching that, I have to remember the youngins don't remember how subversive and how wonderful that movie was mm-hmm. when it first came out. Now it's cheesy. It's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Big hair, 80. Come on, it was the 80s. <laughs> but it's fun to just talk about it and just to have the... Girl, you need to come on there. It's so much fun. Okay. You have to come on there. All right. Because okay. right? sometimes we have to live tweet. Whenever you have an episode that comes on for your episode of Sleepy Hollow, we're going to live tweet that. But yeah, so you catch me on there all the time talking about something or anything or bitching about know. something or you can catch me at bitch flicks okay where i write a lot of reviews uh feminist critiques on film and everything i think my last piece was it follows and um i'm about to do a new one for i gotta go see unfriended okay because mm. you know i like the gimmick of it mm-hmm. I, it's probably not gonna be good mm-hmm. no but, but i'm, gonna, but I'm gonna, gonna go see it positive. i'm gonna go see yeah. it yeah. i'm gonna go see it so you can All catch right. me there and i'm your host hilliard guest you can find me on twitter because I'm cool like that. <laughs> shut up, shut up, Joe. Stop trying to make Twitter sound all fancy. <laughs> Twitter. <It's> like, <laughs> he's trying so hard to get us to go to the UK. He's been practicing his little British accent. Look, like, every week our numbers are like blasting and they, they're number two. In London. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got 40,000 listeners all over the world. So mm-hmm. damn it. Shit. Um, <laughs> damn England. Holla at her, brother. Holla. <laughs> Matter of fact, Australia, Brazil, call her, brother. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> He's so, so silly. So look, so y'all know silly. how we do on, on the rant room. <laughs> we silly as hell. Uh, oh, and please go on, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We need that shit. And Stitcher. And- yeah, St- yeah, Stitcher's cool, too. They all right. You know, but iTunes, that's the one. We want to get in that top 10. Mm. I keep saying the top 250. Fuck that. The top the top. We 10. want to be in the top 10. Okay. You know? Anyway, so we're going to do 2015. Just join in with us. You can join in with us, too. You know how we do it. <laughs> so, on the rant room, we keep it street. Yeah. We keep it opinionated. What? We keep it what? Mm-hmm. 2015. All right. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. Brand. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We gonna grow shit. Welcome to the rap room. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say.